Welcome to Talking Freedom. I am your host, Dom Sweeney. This is the first ever episode of Talking Freedom. And on this show, the recurring theme will be free speech. Freedom to say whatever is on your mind, and therefore differing opinions are always welcome. Now, there are a lot of reasons that I wanted to do this podcast, and obviously the big, the big one is the current state of affairs that we find ourselves in, but when it comes down to it, to simplify, speaking truth to power is something we all should do. We should all call out hypocrisy and dishonesty when we see it. We should all scream at the top of our lungs when we see a criminal get away with a crime that we as individuals and free citizens of the United States of America ourselves would not get away with. We have a responsibility to this nation, to our Constitution. It is our duty to uphold it, to defend it, to the death, if we have to. Unfortunately for the free citizens of this country, who are not in their car right now with a mask on, the vast majority of us appear to not want to be free. And that's a crying shame. It really is. It's, it's so unfortunate. Especially for someone such as myself, who served this country honorably. I mean, words really cannot describe the shame I feel as I find myself in this room talking into this microphone for the first time. Now, up until six weeks ago, well, actually, it's uh, about two, two months now, so two months. Two months ago, I was a successful professional, uh, as professional as you can be with uh, neck and hand tattoos. Uh, I was a professional general manager of a successful company in Austin, Texas. Uh, I worked incredibly hard for that job. Uh, I was paid very well. I recently bought a new vehicle. My wife and I had taken out a mortgage loan using uh, the VA. I was approved for a zero-down VA loan to buy our first house. Extremely excited about that. Uh, in addition, we were discussing the future of our little family, and uh, naturally the next step being to have children. Now, all that was happening until two months ago when I was furloughed from my job. Unexpectedly, over the course of a week, uh, we, we were forced to shut down by the mayor of Austin, and then from there, the governor of Texas and, and the president and every other authoritative figure in this, uh, in this, this country, the, these, uh, these wannabe tyrants that, uh, for some reason, think they have the power to shut businesses down, uh, which is another uh, discussion point for another time, but... 
I was furloughed along with the rest of my staff and and, uh, thousands of Austinites working in the entertainment and hospitality sector. And after six weeks of sitting at home and watching this great country crumble in the face of obvious, obvious dishonesty, manipulation, and downright tyranny, I was brought in for a meeting and I was let go officially for good. Now, I don't hold it against my former employers. They, they did what they had to do. They didn't have any money to pay me. I couldn't afford to take a salary reduction, and they couldn't afford to pay me my salary. That's kind of it. But since then, uh, obviously no longer employed, uh, I am having trouble making my new car payments, our mortgage loan, we are no longer qualified for that. And to top it all off, our lease on our rental property is up in a month. And we are not, my wife and I, who my wife also lost her job, we are no longer able to even rent property because we don't have an income. So... I went from being a successful citizen of this country, someone who worked their ass off to be where they were, and now, after spending two months watching this this just obnoxious insanity play out on TV and on the internet, Twitter, what have you, I am an unemployed uh, ward of the state, essentially collecting a, a, a free check from the government. Um, that that's not even actual money because the government doesn't have any money. So I don't say all this to have a pity party for myself. I, I am in uh, no different of a situation than any of the other folks out there who, who are in the same situation. I say all this to set the precedent for what I'm doing now, uh, which is talking to you. When I was employed by this company, I wouldn't have been able to do a, a podcast where I spoke my mind and, and uh, disagreed with the narrative and called people out for hypocrisy and uh, lying, essentially. And, and worse than that, uh, being downright criminals, which is what the majority of our elected and specifically our unelected officials are. They're criminals. Uh, the reason I wouldn't have been able to do that is because in the entertainment hospitality sector of Austin, Texas, uh, the, the vast majority of folks are die-hard, and I mean die-hard liberals. I would not have been able to do this working as the general manager for a, an immensely popular venue in Austin, Texas. We would have been, I would have been uh, ran out of town. And that shouldn't have stopped me, but unfortunately, I was in a situation where I really liked my paycheck, and I didn't want to lose it. So I was being dishonest with myself, and and by being dishonest with myself, I was being dishonest with others. I'm sure certain folks would look at me and decide for themselves that I am, in fact, a, a liberal guy, a progressive guy, just by the way I look, by the way I dress. Uh, I, I've been in bands for the past 10 years. I've been, well, not 10 years, six. Uh, I spent some time in the military in my early 20s, so obviously I wasn't playing in bands then, although I did have a drum set in my barracks room, 
and uh, S- Sergeant Cal can can uh, he can uh, testify to that if he ever needs to. Uh, but played in bands, super creative songwriter. I've recorded a couple albums. Uh, one of my bands was actually on the verge of being successful in, in Austin, and and uh, like many other uh, sad performer stories. Uh, the situation imploded due to alcohol abuse and drug use and you name it, we were doing it, and it led to uh, the complete destruction of the project. There, Whatever, though. Uh, what I mean by saying all this is that I, I, I appear to be uh, what some might associate with uh, being a, a, a Beto supporter or something of that nature, a Bernie bro. There, there you go, a Bernie bro. I look like a Bernie bro. <laughs> but the the truth of the matter is that I couldn't be further from that. I am a conservative through and through, without a shadow of a doubt. I am an absolutist when it comes to the Constitution. My First and Second Amendments mean more to me than anything else in the world, besides my family. I would fight to the absolute death for both of those amendments, and the whole inco- the, the entire uh, Bill of Rights, period. The Bill of Rights is what gives us what we have in this country, or what we had in this country up until two months ago. Now, it wasn't perfect up until two months ago. It was far from it. Totalitarianism and tyranny have been creeping into our society for decades. Over a century, in fact. But at least what we had two months ago bared a resemblance to a free society. Put all the surveillance and police state tactics and recycled military equipment to the side for a brief moment, and we had what might resemble a free society. People were doing what they needed to do, making money, the economy was good, although it was a debt-based economy, that's besides the point for now, and... For the most part, folks were happy. I was. I, I was about to buy a house with the VA loan. The only thing the VA has ever done for me. The only thing I had to show at this point in time, besides my dress blues, that I was ever even in the military. But no. Couldn't happen. And now I find myself unemployed like 30-plus million other Americans... Who are, uh, who are trying to figure out how they're going to put food on their tables because the government decided it was somehow going to be just going to be okay to shut the entire thing down. This is a twenty trillion dollar economy. You can't just shut it down. It doesn't work that way, and all these people know it. I hear pundits, particularly on the right talking about how stupid these people are that have shut the economy down. And, and that may be true. For a good majority of them, I'm sure they are the dumbest rocks in the box. But the folks that are really behind this are brilliant. Now, some would argue that being a criminal and being brilliant don't go hand in hand because it, it requires a certain level of stupidity to be a criminal. But... In this situation, not only are they uh, brilliant, they are also demonic. 
and they hate you. They hate you and your small business, your small, pathetic little business. They hate you trying to put food on your table. They hate everything that you're about. They hate your free speech. They hate your Second Amendment. They hate you more than anything else in the world. And they want to own it all. That's it. That's the long and the short of it, folks. They want to own you. And that is becoming clearer by the day, and folks are waking up to it. Thank the heavens. I mean, how could anyone argue to the contrary when we see what's happening in Los Angeles, in Chicago, in New York City, in Michigan? God God help us, in Michigan. Who is this woman? Talk about wretched, man. I mean, good Lord. the, The things that come out of this woman's mouth calling... Patriotic Americans, racists, and Nazis revoking the license of a 70-year-old barber, the Attorney General of Michigan telling the barber he's not a patriot. Where do they get off? Who do they think they are? I'll tell you. They think that they're in charge. And the majority of people in this country are the reason that they think that. They think that because of your neighbor. They might think that because of you. Who knows? They might think that because of somebody in your family. Anyone wearing a mask in their car, you are the reason that they think that. We live in a free country, I thought. It is entirely up to you whether or not you want to wear a mask when you go out. Please, by all means, do, I, I'm begging you, do it if you want to. If it makes you feel safe, please do it. Do whatever you need to to feel safe. I, for one, do not need a piece of cloth over my face. I don't even wear a mask when I have to go into a store that has some security guard standing out front telling me that I have to put a mask on. I put a bandana on that I haven't washed in three weeks. Please tell me how that is saving me from the coronavirus. Please, somebody enlighten me as to how that's preventing me from from contracting a disease that most uh, scientifically-minded human beings have said will not be stopped by a mask. Now, there's an entirely other side of this this coronavirus conversation that uh, we can definitely get into if we need to. But for now... I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be back on the other side of this. Make sure you jump to the next episode, and I'll see you then.